Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Ben Affleck, Pete Postlewaite, Joey Devine, Blake Lively, Titus Williver, TV's Bosch, Sean Keen, Chris Cooper. Brad Stevens, Patreons, Charles Crabtree, thank you Charles, Chi Chi, gracias Chi Chi, Jay, thank you Jay, musical guest, Slain, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new announcement. Round Ball Rock is now called Max, the place for HBO. Wow. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry you have to delete every one of our podcasts and then subscribe to a new feed. Um, Yeah, the thing is, (laughs) deleting those podcasts is an enormous tax write-off for us. (laughs) And uh, we will be replacing them with AI-generated ad reads based on our voices. Um, Sean, actually, in honor of HBO Max becoming Max today... I thought we should play a little game. We're going to name NBA players who change their name until one of us can't anymore. Okay. okay. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay, go ahead. 
Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Mm, you gotta start. You gotta. You gotta go with their non-name change. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Lou Alcindor. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, Nene Hilario. Oh, th- oh, that counts. That yeah, yeah. He itched. dropped the Hilario. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just a Brazilian thing. Okay. Uh, Chris Jackson. Mm, good. Good one. Uh, Lloyd um, Free. Okay, that's good. Ron Artest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his canter. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Scott Williams. Oh no! By he uh, he got he got it. <laughs> that's who I was gonna say. Oh, oh, who am I forgetting? There's somebody else. There's somebody there's else. One, Hold on. There's a famous UCLA player. Uh, famous UCLA. Oh, Jay Williams. <laughs> oh yeah that's a good point yeah yeah yeah. uh walt hazard oh no um i'm done you beat me i'm forgetting someone so obvious though um i know it do you did you have another one sean (laughs) the only one i had was amari stoddard adding the apostrophe to his name (laughs) which i'm like and I guess, like, I was going to go with the Kimelized one if you went one more. Because <laughs> he, he just yeah, corrected he, the spelling. Yeah, he finally name. fixed the spelling. Arguably, uh, you could pick Scottie Pippen, whose name is not actually spelled the way it was spelled his entire NBA career. That's why he's a sidekick, Joey. You got to tell people how they spell your name. Um, right? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Sean, we got a big episode today. Uh, some business just right off the top. Buy our T-shirts at our T-shirt yeah. store in the link in the description. Um, five-star reviews on iTunes. It actually helps us. Uh, normally, I would make a joke about other podcasts saying that it helps, and we don't know why, but I actually did figure out why it helps. So, uh, yeah, if you could leave a five-star review, please do that. Patreon.com slash Round Rock Pod at Round Rock Pod on Twitter or call us on the phone in the description of this episode. Guess what, Sean? What? We have a phone call. Yes. (laughs) Hell yeah. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Right, Sean. Uh, we got a call from our friend Mike Burkett. Uh... Hey, Sean. Hey, Joey. It's Mike in Portland. And the reason I'm calling today is I've been listening to a few podcasts lately uh, outside of Rambo Rock. And I know I'm How sorry. How dare you? But I'm wondering, 
<laughs> All the 76ers pods are trashy Nikola Jokic in the Western Conference Finals. Um, it seems a lot alike the trashing that everyone for the Rockets did for everyone else during the MVP votes in the past. And my question is, is Daryl Morey the NBA's worm tongue from Lord of the Rings? Thanks, and I'll take my answer off the air. Mm. Well, Sean, you're going to have to take this one because I'm not that kind of nerd. Um, if it was a Marvel oh. nerd question, I could yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. A music nerd, I could do that. I'm a so, nerd. I'm definitely a nerd, but not, not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who Wormtongue is. Joey, don't worry about this. Uh, he's speaking of the character officially. His name is Grima. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wormtongue. He is the advisor to King Theoden, who is the king of Rohan, uh, the land of the Horse Lords. <laughs> Joey, uh, that's uh, where I guess the most famous, most notable one is King Theoden, uh, <laughs> but also you know Aomer and mm-hmm. Aowyn. Uh huh. Um, that's also where Gandalf gets his horse Shadowfax from. Shadowfax. <laughs> The fastest horse in all of Middle Earth, as we all know. Wait, that um, old man has the fastest horse in Middle Earth? Yeah, dude. Oh, all right. <laughs> he's he's very charming. You know, you would honestly think that Radagast would be uh, the wizard. Technically, they're not wizards; they're members of the Istari. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. I believe they're actually uh, Maya, technically. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So they're they're you know they're from. The Western lands where the gods live, Middle Earth is different. You know, that's where Numenor was before it was dashed into the sea, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, Grima is basically uh, King Theoden's chief of staff, but he has been corrupted by the influence of Saruman the White, who mm-hmm. uh, resided in the Tower of Ortank, uh, which was very near where uh, Rohan was located. It, basically, Ortank is at the Fords of Isen. Uh, Isengard is his fortress. Uh, Rohan is nearby. That's why Saruman is such a threat to the people of Rohan during the Two Towers, and honestly, before that, for many years, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because he got a hold of one of the ancient Palantir, which uh, the ancient kings of Numenor used to use to uh, communicate with each other from Arnor in the north to Gondor in the south. His Palantir, uh, he was deceived by Sauron, you know, kind of a esoteric forest but it made him think that Sauron was much more powerful Saruman had to you know thought he needed to basically get in league with Sauron and he started corrupting Grima Wormtongue who in turn made Theoden uh complacent and very old in the movies it's made very dramatic where Theoden almost looks like he's like encased in ice Mm -hmm. and uh Gandalf like warms him up but it's a little less blatant like that in the book anyway um i would just say yes uh he's he's constantly mm-hmm. whispering malevolent things okay turning the people of the nba against each other uh just because he has a single-minded pursuit of a goal that's not really good for the nba in itself with daryl Moore, like that's when houston started sending out like uh political information packets for mm-hmm. the MVP campaign. So Wormtongue is someone who spreads bad rumors. 
So he's uh, uh he's like uh, he's Perez Hilton. He draws dicks on Gandalf photos of Gandalf on the internet. Yeah, he's like he's not as much like glorifying himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perez Hilton, if he was like doing that on behalf of like I mean Andy Cohen wouldn't do that, but I'm trying to think of a malevolent force who would want to like draw dicks on a picture. I know it, I know exactly life. who. Uh um, hold on, give me one second. I will okay. get you his name. I just okay. forgot it for uh-huh. a minute. It was Nick Denton. So is he is worm tongue oh. Nick Denton? <laughs> I mean that Grima would have encouraged someone to uh publish Hulk Hogan's sex tape. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That is something that would that Grima worm tongue would have done. Mm-hmm. He eventually followed Saruman to the Shire, interestingly enough, when the Hobbits returned from their, you know, epic journey to Gondor and to, back to eating uh, multiple the breath, realms of the breakfasts. West. And uh, he is murdered by Saruman. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert for the Lord of the Rings. It's not really in the extended edition because they kill Saruman older and uh, earlier, but uh yeah, Grima worm tongue. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Greenman kills Saruman and then mm-hmm. is killed by hobbits. I'm sorry. I can't. I feel like a real piece of shit for saying that. <laughs> right. So I guess I guess I don't I'm not sure exactly who Duramori is whispering to. It's more like it's more like he's. Well, Bill yeah, Simmons. He's, Bill Simmons. Yes. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> that's and that's whispering. why and that's why everybody started doing uh, MVP polls monthly. Yeah, for some goddamn reason. Yeah. Dork we Elvis. talk about the MVP award in yeah. early November now. Does okay. So does Worm Tongue have something similar to that? What's that? Nurse the Sloan Conference. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think it's uh, <laughs> when all the writers of Rowan uh, muster. Uh huh. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. I guess. I guess that would probably be at Helm's Deep. Uh-huh. Where all the like yeah. horse nerds get together? Sure. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, well, what? First off, apologies to our friend Katie Heindel for uh, someone saying the phrase "horse nerd." Mm-hmm. Um, we were not talking about you, Katie. Um, no, these are fiction. Yeah. These characters, <laughs> those don't exist in our world. Okay, those are all just, right, all right. those are people in Middle Earth. Only horse nerds, the horse nerds. Okay, got it. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, <laughs> that is maybe the most insane segment we've ever done on the show. Thank you for okay. your call, Mike. Please call us on the phone. Uh, if anyone needs to, uh, if anyone has any questions for the type of nerd I am, please uh, call in. Um, I'm, I know a lot about. I don't know, Marvel Snap, um, uh, the Bioshock trilogy. <laughs> Hawkman. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Sean, it is the playoffs. Yeah, baby. Which means we have to play the thing we ha- didn't play for most of the playoffs, <laughs> and I've been kicking myself about it. Player, turn up. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Playoffs. All right. Uh, we're going to skip ahead just so I can 
for the Indiana Pacers today, it's all about expunging. All right. Uh, for the Indiana Pacers today, it's all about expunging, Sean. Um, Sean, uh, you know what the playoffs are normally about? What's that? Joey? Like a whole month off. Yeah. <laughs> Before the final start. Because <laughs> yeah. that seems what we're headed towards. Um, it's true. Do you think Nikola, <laughs> we're recording this on Tuesday night? Do you think that Nikola Jokic is still in the United States? No. I, I think don't. There's no chance. No. Do you think he's already attended a horse race? Yes. Since the series ended. <laughs> I mean, it only ended Monday night, but I th- I think he has. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess let's start there. Uh, the Lakers got swept, baby. Congratulations to the people of the city of Denver, specifically mm-hmm. people at DNVR Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Except uh, David David Bory. Oh yeah. Except <laughs> for George Carl. Uh, no congratulations to him. He's weirdly taking like a victory lap here, like he's a Denver fan. Did you um, <laughs> did you catch his uh, his? tweet about uh Carmelo Anthony's retirement I did not know <laughs> so he it it is mostly flattering and then uh, see if you can notice the part let's uh, let's just see so mm-hmm. I'm I'm I obviously follow at coach Carl 22 <laughs> we're gonna get it weirdly active weirdly active on Twitter very active like if you want to get in a fight with George Carl on Twitter you can get in a fight with George Carl on Twitter right yeah I he's believe- he like he comes from the uh <laughs> uh who's the video guy that's racist from the wizards uh uh the the Brian uh the scout, oh, scout man he comes yeah George Carl is like mainstream scout man kind of here the way he behaves on Twitter <laughs> I was like I always like to get George to like respond or like something mm-hmm. I'm very I'm very uh I always engage positively yeah with old two beers at once Carl we just don't uh, want him to hear that podcast we did about his uh, the several podcasts we did about his book I feel um, like he's not gonna look back that far <laughs> I had multiple people texting me to to ask if he was okay when they showed him uh, during this. So he... um, Also, hopefully he doesn't listen to this section of the podcast. (laughs) I don't think he will. I really don't. What did he tweet, Sean? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, May 22nd. Congratulations at Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Flexing bicep emoji. Mm -hmm. Top 10 scorer in hoops history, top 10 Denver Nugget, three times gold medal Olympian, legendary Syracuse Orangeman, hell of a career. And then there's a picture of uh, the two of them together. Where's the shade there? I thought you said there was shade. Yeah. Do you, do you, do, what about the second line? What was the second line? Top 10 Denver Nugget. He's a top three Denver Nugget, right? I mean, that's that's what people. Uh, and then uh, after he got a lot of flack, he quote tweeted himself and added probably top five Nugget along with Jokic, Alex, Issel, Bobby and DT. Yeah, he's got to be above those last three. David Thompson. Yeah. Carmelo's above those last three. He's below Alex English and Jokic, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's probably right. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't I'm not completely sure who Bobby is. I'll be honest. Uh, I imagine it's one of those ABA guys that made the finals, right? 
Oh, uh, that well, okay, then that's I I honestly don't. I can't really. Bobby Jones was Bobby Jones. No, um, it's not Bobby Jones. Um, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it also might be someone who just goes by Robert. Uh, uh-huh. George loved the ABA. Right? No, it was Bobby Jones. You're right. What is Bobby Jones? It okay. is Bobby yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, where he was before the Sixers. That's arguable too. I mean. Mm, I, uh, I don't know. I have no I have no idea how good anyone was at basketball before like 1980. I mean, I'm looking at Bobby Jones right now. <laughs> He's he, uh, he won with the Sixers in 83. He's a four-time NBA All-Star, eight-time NBA All-Defense. They invented the Sixth Man of the Year award. Sixth Man of the Year. Yeah. I just uh, Carmelo oh, was so get, famous. Bobby Jones went to North Carolina, dude. That's yeah, fun. of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh <laughs> um anyway yeah, so he's on the team that goes to the finals we're sidetracked we need to shit on the yeah, lakers yeah, yeah, yeah. what are we doing yeah, yeah, here? yeah. sorry sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh joey okay so what was what was the dramatic thing that happened after <laughs> lebron james sleep? pretended to announce his retirement <laughs> he did, Bob, he did. Uh, lebron james is a genius <laughs> this is what like i thought this was so funny and so smart the problem is, is it didn't work out for him because he realized, OK, I just need to get through a day because the Celtics are going to get swept tomorrow. I need yeah. to give ESPN something to talk about today. Yeah. But the problem is, is the Celtics didn't get swept today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did not. So They ruined his, his PR campaign. Yeah. His his smoke screened and uh, way, ignored a, talking a, about how he got swept. <laughs> it was a two pronged campaign because mm-hmm. do you know what you know what news broke on Monday morning. Right, no, Toby? what was it? Uh, that LeBron James was oh, Taco joining Tuesday? Taco oh, no. Bell's effort yeah. to revoke Taco John's <laughs> trademark of Taco Tuesday. And Look, LeBron made a statement that said no one should own the celebration of Taco Tuesday. Oh, my who God. Tried, who tried to own the celebration of Taco Tuesday? LeBron James. LeBron James. He filed for a trademark. He's on still Taco trying Tuesday. to make that podcast. Mm-hmm. The Taco yeah. Tuesday podcast he, he wanted actually, to make. He actually had a podcast called Taco Tuesday. Uh-huh. He was trying to monetize the videos he was making where he just filmed his family preparing tacos and preparing to eat. And then what did he say, Joey? He said ta- the words to the phrase Taco Tuesday. And we're not going to say it. Somewhat like he said in a it. Somewhat we're not going to say it like voice. he said it because it, 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 it made me uncomfortable to listen to it. I'm not uh-huh. going to say it in the way he said it. You can look that up yourself, but it's not good. It's like. It's weird. It's like. It's not racist. Hold on, hold on. But it's, it's not just, racist, but it's weird. It's not good. Hold on, I have it. Hold okay. on, I just have never dragged it onto the soundboard. <laughs> um. yeah. I was say Pretty good. down night right now. Psych! Is it Taco Tuesday? What is it, Z? what is it well oh man bryce also does the weird voice all right um it's not it's not good it's not good uh 
Isn't it kind of funny that he has a son named Bryce? Yes. Like and that... Also, I think Bryce is going to be the good one. <laughs> I mean, he's. It's just weird. It's weird that LeBron James has a child named Bryce. I got to mm-hmm. say, like, that's like a middle reliever for the Washington Nationals. Bryce James. Bryce James. No, to me, Bryce James sounds like the first round draft pick in the NHL draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he got he now after being shut down, he also he also basically got swept by a judge. When mm-hmm. he filed that trademark and then his lawyers were like, we actually just wanted to demonstrate that Taco Tuesday was a common term. That's mm-hmm. why we did it. And but before that, it had been like, he's definitely trying to monetize this. Well, and they're like, no, he was just he was just preserving his legal rights. Anyway, now he's going to be in a talk. I'm going to tell you right now, the Taco Bell commercial he's going to be in will be terrible. Well, if we have any copyright uh listeners out there i mean copyright lawyers list lawyer listeners out there uh come on we want to talk to you about the chances of lebron winning this case against taco johns but more importantly yeah let's talk about how anthony davis is a fraud (laughs) (laughs) no uh i'm kidding i do want to talk about sean there is an interesting theory that i heard um uh, our friend, our friend of the show, J.E. Skeets float, though, with LeBron okay. James, actually. And that is. That he might actually just retire, take the year off. Then go and play his final year where Bronny gets drafted. I mean, yeah, but it's not like <laughs> I mean, he's still under like it. he doesn't he doesn't just become a free agent by sitting out a year though i'm just saying that's a that's the theory going on now how much how, he has two years left on his contract right? oh, he has one. well or he has one and a player opt-out he can he is under contract with the lakers for one more season i believe he has a player option for 2024 right so he just punts that year and then signs wherever yeah because he mean, wants lakers, to take the year off <laughs> are the lakers gonna just give him the money no, but I, he doesn't care about the NBA contract at this point. I mean, he's literally a billionaire. He is, but it's it's still <laughs> like fifty million dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess he could. He could just. He could just like play thirty games next year. He, though, you know. What I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah. But yeah, I, he seems like he does kind of want a rest. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's like, and and I when I say that, I mean not every, not just a rest where he rests three quarters of a game. Right, right. right. (laughs) I mean, it was funny because he he almost did a really really good job of, you know, just like trying really hard in game one, Mm -hmm. uh, not really worrying about game two. Yeah. Winning, just just going hard in game three at home, mm-hmm. and then in game four, doing enough to think he could steal it, and then going really hard if he could, mm-hmm. taking game five off. You know, it almost worked. It's just uh, the Nuggets were a lot better than the Lakers. Yeah. Um, um, I also actually I knew he was going to get a lot of crap for this but i think he is way more hurt 
than he's letting on. Um, <laughs> yeah, his like, foot is really his yeah. foot is really hurt, and also, um, I mean, I just I just think that he, he played really hard. He played really well, yeah. hard, but like he played the entire game. Yeah, but there were like a lot of times where he was like he would have like Jamal Murray on a switch and just like had to shoot a jumper because he clearly can't move. Yeah, yeah. Very but much. I mean he scored 31 points yes. in, second, oh, no. in the first half. But no, I mean, he's I, awesome. Like I I just I think mean... <laughs> I just think he believed that like, okay, we have a if I can get us a 15 point lead in halftime, yeah, surely my teammates won't blow that entire mm-hmm. lead in the first six minutes of the third quarter. And then yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, so. I just mean he's going to he's sort of getting a lot of crap for looking sort of bad. But really, the person we all need to be pointing at is Anthony Davis. <laughs> I mean, he was really good for most of the playoffs. <laughs> but it was it was a I would say it was shocking to see Tristan Thompson. On yes. The floor, Joey. <laughs> I, I tweeted this, but I felt like it was like the if the Warriors sent out that fake clay thompson guy uh, six minutes <laughs> in an elimination game like what are we doing it was really funny too because mo Bamba was active yeah. apparently mo Bamba was fine and they were yeah. just like no we need lebron's friend but also i know we have denver fans they're gonna be shitting on us for just talking about the lakers we gotta put this the nuggets are awesome they're gonna win the, the they're nuggets. gonna win the finals <laughs> They're uh, they're going to win the finals. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah they're great. Look, Jamal Murray. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have always been a pro Nuggets podcast. Uh, yeah, we we have. Yeah, um, even also when, we, also they've like added more faves. Yeah, like yeah. like Bruce Bra- Bruce Brown's always been a guy. Anyway, it, look, Whatever. I know Anthony yeah. Davis was really We've good. We had some issues with Michael Porter Jr. Yes, uh, <laughs> video game hustling. And I also wish. Mike Malone wasn't the way he was sometimes. Uh, I love but... <laughs> it. I, I wish he'd turn it up even more. That that Put quote, that in your pipe and smoke. That was it. embarrassing. Yeah. That, that was, was embarrassing. Great. That was great. That was Daryl Morey stuff. Look, oh, they're just talking about the Lakers. Yeah, but oh. It's okay if it's the coach. I don't know. He's like like us against them. I think it worked on the refs too. Um. Also, did you see the? Did you get the dialogue when he got that technical in Game Four? Uh. Uh-uh. He was like, you fucking blind? That was a fucking foul. What the fuck? And then he got a towel. And then he got a technical. And he was like, what the fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> it did get, and it was funny because it wasn't audible. Mm-hmm. And, but he was doing it right in front of the announcers. So Mike Breen's like, Michael Malone needs to be careful here. And it was really clear. And it was like, oh yeah, you just said fuck you right to a ref's face. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you probably could have gotten ejected. Now, that. here's a question I have for you. Uh, if anyone in the NBA was, if any coach in the NBA was going to become a trad calf style Catholic like uh, Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. wouldn't your money be on Mike Malone? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There's no one who seems to like deep East Coast. Can't you see him taking communion by sticking his little tongue out? Yeah, <laughs> instead I mean, but, of but putting I, his hand out. 
<laughs> I've had to do that before. I'm not like hands. You gotta go hands, baby. Just, you don't I'm do the saying, tongue. You, you no go, tongue. You go to a certain church. Uh-uh. You, I'm, I'm you do the hands. The they pressure. have to put it in your hands. Uh, yeah, you don't well, have to do that, Sean. Well, you gonna, put your hands out. They gotta put it in your hand. I guess, I guess that's true. I, I'm. This is I the second th- podcast I've talked about this. To, I've recorded today. I was on well, the also, broadcast. Well, also, we are going to talk about this later in the episode. <laughs> because we recorded the first half on Sunday. Uh, the second half so on Sunday. Third, uh, so third. Third podcast this week, I've talked about communion. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, we... Uh, I've been thinking about Mark Wahlberg a lot. Because I know. And Boston movies. Exactly. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Do you know? Uh, do you know? Do you know what? What like the foundation of their relationship was? I mean, besides meeting when Mark Wahlberg was filming a Transformers movie in Chicago. Uh, no, probably the one where he was an inventor and he said his daughter. Yeah, it's was the his only. Tra- yeah, it's the only yeah. Transformers movie he's in. So yeah, that is the one. <laughs> make more than one. Uh, anyway, Jimmy Butler apparently just lied about being really into wine <laughs> to, to like have dinner with him, and afterwards was like, I feel like pretty much never drank wine in my life (laughs) (laughs) um uh yeah okay all right Um, but what okay so the lakers though they should consider the fans and the front office even though lebron james is claiming he's gonna retire or whatever and anthony davis Mm -hmm. only plays hard sometimes (laughs) they should still be considering this season like a win right 100 percent. yes but thousand percent. It is yes. in their nature to screw this up. Sean, how are they going to screw it up this summer? They are going to <laughs> let a lot of people go mm-hmm. in order to chase Kyrie Irving. That yeah. is, that's the, the main way to do it. He has to take a little less money. And I think my theory is that they are going to fall short and they are going to end up giving Fred Van Vliet like a 32 or 33 million dollar deal which is he's a good player don't get me wrong he's okay i think he's very good but uh there are a phenomenal amount of miles on this guy nick nurse ran (laughs) into the ground for two years in a row just refusing to play his bench ever Uh even though fred van vliet is like five eleven at the tallest (laughs) And just plays very, very hard and plays physical defense. And like, I, I just, it's like, it feels like whoever they're going to get is not going to be the right kind of person that they need, who is just Mm -hmm. someone they need, like their dream addition would be like Andrew Wiggins, just a guy who, I mean, this year is a bad example, but, but even if they added like, Harrison Barnes, a guy who mm-hmm. is going to be playing 80 games a year. <laughs> yeah. Like just a guy who is not going to make you play a different 35 year old mm-hmm. instead of your existing yeah. <laughs> injured 38 year old. I mean, I, it's funny. I look, D'Lo was terrible in the playoffs. Uh huh. But. I kind he of terrible. He, he was terrible in the last series. He yeah. won them a couple playoff I, games. I think That's he's, the same they should just keep him. I'm like, I'm like, how are you? How did you guys not watch 
all the playoff games where he was blocking five or six shots when he uh, well, won the, Anthony, the Warriors series. Sure, yes, he did win the Warriors series, but also you can tell in the first five minutes if he's playing hard or not. Um, I'm just saying he was mostly good in most of those games. Yeah, but also the Warriors have a six seven center. Um, I mean that that yeah. is a good yeah of advantage. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I mean he was lucky that guy got sick. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> he couldn't get a he couldn't get a board over the ground bound amount of rebound. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I, I just would bring this team back. That's all, yes. and add yes, like some correct, role players. Like bring back D'Lo, bring back Austin Reeves. But obviously, they, they, have, but... they have all these guys they can use in trades that have like semi guaranteed. Like yeah, trade. Uh, obviously, they don't believe in Vanderbilt or yeah. Beasley, so trade those guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know about D'Lo. I would you keep also, Vanderbilt. I would like, but I don't, don't know. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I like him, but they don't. Yeah, it right, seems to me. And so, yeah, those are. I the mean, pieces but they there's can just use. like he's a guy who's like, yeah, he's just a guy who doesn't play very much in the playoffs, but he plays a lot in the regular season. Like, well, they're not going to be able to bring back Dennis Schroeder after the Warriors give him the taxpayer mid-level exception. <laughs> so get ready for that, Warriors That's fans. That's not going to happen. Um, uh, he would never play. Um, all right. Um. Let's talk about uh, the Boston game, I guess. Uh, yeah, hey, they, they won a game. <laughs> Boston's back, son. Look, both Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum were like, don't let us get one. They let him get well, one. Well, they Joe. let him get one. Um, Can I tell you my, my theory about this Boston Celtics team? Uh, yeah, please I mean, do. It's very simple. Uh, when they make like 40% of the threes, they look like the best basketball team in the entire mm-hmm. world. And mm-hmm. sometimes they get really, really hot. And uh, But... If they're not making those threes, they seem like their will to live disappears. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they look really bad. Well, can I tell you my theory about this Boston Celtics team? (laughs) Sure. Uh, They have a coach who does not play their best lineup ever, um, which is the the two two big lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And that's a problem. Uh (laughs) Also, um, I mean, Al Horford is kind of like uh lebron james or anthony davis in that more like anthony davis in that in a postseason series um he's he's old joey yeah he's yeah. 36 37 years old mm-hmm. um he's very fit he's very handsome but uh <laughs> like i don't think you can really expect al horford uh to really be like bringing it four games in a row mm-hmm and again, he's another guy where it's like, wow, Al Horford hit two threes tonight. You know what that means? He's not going to make a three for a week. <laughs> so um, also the other the other thing about the series is, I mean, look, they played very well. Congratulations to Grant Williams specifically mm-hmm. for having a great game. And uh, uh, I don't like being nice to nerds. He's just oh. he, he redeemed himself. Uh, look, I I will have things making fun of LeBron James and Grant Williams uh, available to read tomorrow morning. So congratulations, Great. or today, today <laughs> this podcast is out. You can read them. Um, but yeah, it, um, it's going to be great when they lose at home in Game Five. Yeah, they yeah. don't have any home court advantage, and the te- the fans like 
already decided they hated him two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. How are they are they really gonna be like rooting hard for these guys when they were like these fucking these these uh the wicked quitters? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean they, they basically have just called every member of the roster gay. Yeah. That's my, but that's also, my assumption. I'm sorry you just don't uh, how many times has an NBA in an NBA playoffs has a team gone down 3-0 and even gotten to 3-2? It's probably like 10% maybe. I don't even know. You know what I mean? I want to like, say it's I, I want to say a team has gotten to game 7 twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe the 94 Nuggets after mm-hmm. upsetting the the Sonics went down 3 nothing and maybe they only got into a game 6, but I think they might have gotten into a game 7. And then weirdly the Dallas Mavericks, I think it's the Mavericks in 2014. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no! They were only down two zero. But uh, anyway, the the Mavs one year went from like I don't know. There was a Mavs series where they either led a three zero lead, get to Game Seven, or got to Game Seven. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only two. Oh, okay, so a team down three zero okay. has only it, it's happened a hundred and ten times. Okay, in the NBA, in the history of the NBA, I'm looking at. at cbs news right now and a team has only gone on to force a game six seven times oh my god (laughs) but they've forced a game five 31 times so this is actually well also often that team is at home yes yeah at the same time boston might as well be on the road (laughs) playing in front of their home fans who probably boo them just as much uh, as a visiting crowd. A team down 3-0 in the NBA playoffs has only forced a game seven twice. You're correct. You named you named the two teams. Good job, Sean. Was it it was the Mavs and the, yes. and the Nuggets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um uh the other thing I will say is that when uh the Boston Celtics are in Miami, they have to look at like a whiteout. But it's not a crowd of entirely white people. Mm-hmm. And that's a little reassuring. Yeah. Also, they can look courtside and they see like golfer Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. uh, pop star Shakira. Yeah. Flo Rida. And not Stool Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> like seeing Dave Portnoy, like that's like, He's you know, like not yeah, we should go just to go that home. game. We should just go home. <laughs> You don't think he's going to game five? No, I don't. Do you think Bill Simmons is? No. No, but I think I think Portnoy. I don't. Um, it would be and, really funny if Bill Simmons came to game five uh, <laughs> just to watch him get knocked out of the playoffs again. Um, Didn't he like right. walk like three miles after uh, the, end of the finals last year? All right, Sean, we've gone forty-one I'm minutes, sorry, and we no, it's you don't have to apologize. I've been enjoying it. Um, yeah. But we have to talk to our guest. Uh, Sean and I had our friend on mm-hmm. NBA uh, NBA uh, insider. <laughs> Definitely an insider. Yeah. NBA and, uh, baby and, and, secret and, himself, uh, <laughs> Sam Sheehan from the You Know Ball <laughs> podcast. Uh, we had him on very specifically to talk about one thing, and that is what characters does Joe Mazzulla think each member of the Boston Celtics are from the town. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, go talk to Sam real quick. Hey, we're here with, uh, 
I'm gonna say uh, the one of the one of the princes of weird Celtics Twitter. Um, one I'd, of, I'd put myself as like a, a low marquee myself. Okay, okay fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> maybe an earl, maybe an earl of some kind. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I very recently landed, you know, like uh, early gentry. The, the the weird Celtics thirty years war just went off, so like they're letting anybody in. <laughs> um, one of the great uh, fake reporters, uh, a man, <laughs> a, a man who had to gender swap his Twitter at one point because he was banned, uh, mm-hmm. NBA's baby secret himself, <laughs> Sam Sheehan. Uh, you might also know him, of course, from the hilarious You Know Ball podcast with our friend Trill Bro Dude. Um, Sam, how you doing? I'm very, I'm doing very well. I really appreciate you guys having me. And just so everybody knows, I am a baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, is not, this is a different yeah. guy from somebody else. I'm a, I'm an infant. I'm a child. Um, I have no object permanence, which is really tough for this Zoom thing, but I will try to, uh, yeah, we promised to figure it out. Him, yeah. him, when we asked him to do this, he told us the one thing we can't do is cover our faces with our hands because he doesn't it's know so where scary. we go. <laughs> It's so scary. Like, uh, what if somebody's just gonna like disappear? You know, and, and they're, they're kind of doing this. Like, we're, we're recording this on Zoom, and it's kind of toggling between Sean and Joey. And I, I'm just, I'm so scared, but I'm trying to be a, a strong boy. Like, for whenever someone disappears. So, Sam, we brought you here today for the stupidest reason we could imagine. Which, yeah, uh, my favorite, my favorite all, kind of reason. We all learned. Uh, in the last few weeks, that Joe Mazzulla, the coach of the Boston Celtics, currently down 2-0 in the uh, NBA Eastern Conference Finals, watches the movie The Town four times a week? Four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a rich text, you know. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you've got to kind of, like... You've got to explore every corner. It's like something that, you know, it's, a, you know, I, I, people read the Bible every day. Um, you know, people really go back to like uh, Harry Potter books. This is a similarly, you know, a rich universe. Mm-hmm. You get something new out of it every time. Mm-hmm. And with Joe Mazzulla, um, what he's learning is that um, you have to, under all circumstances, have Jalen Brown bring the ball up the court, even when he's turned the ball over eight times <laughs> in a game. This is what he's learned from the town. Uh, what I wonder is, is he so stressed out as he is while coaching the games, while watching the town every time that he's chewing gum into a powder? Like, is he like, I don't think, I don't think Renner's going to get away this time. <laughs> I do love the idea that like, uh, he, he, he watches the town like it's a TV show. Like, yeah. it, it's not like different episodes. Like, ah, well, same thing happened again. Uh, John Hamm caught, caught Jim yet again on that mailbox, but maybe next time he'll get away. Claire, don't talk to him. <laughs> Now the other the other question I wanted to ask you before we get into it is mm-hmm. okay so the town came out in 2010 mm-hmm. now 13 years old Joe Mazzola watches it four times a week has he seen the town more than Bill Simmons has seen Rounders <sighs> That's like that's a little bit of a toss up, you know. Like I, I'm not sure 
I mean, well, I guess my tiebreaker here would be, was Bill Simmons hanging out with Sean McElwee at his bachelor pad in DC? Because apparently they had rounders on the TV every day there. <laughs> so that, that could be the tiebreaker. Um, I, I think uh, I, I'm going to lean yes, just because like, um, you know, Joe's a Rhode Island guy and, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of immersion, you know, like as a, when you're a Rhode Island guy, you know, you're a little bit of an outsider. Um, you've got to kind of like really go all in to kind of integrate yourself into a, you know, a Boston scenario. So, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate him reaching for one of the most Boston pieces of media ever, <laughs> uh, the town. Um, also, I mentioned Bill Simmons and last week I did it and I got in trouble for not playing the drop. So I have to play the drop. <laughs> Oh man, it's it, Bill. Bill's incredible. He's so good. I also believe soup is the perfect food, Bill. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so we brought Sam on to to, to figure out who Joe Mazzilla thinks on the Boston Celtics is which character from the town. Um. Let's just uh, start off right away. Uh, Sean Keen. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you watched The Town in preparation for this episode, unlike what Sam and I did. Do you want to give a quick plot summary of The Town? Real yes. Quick? Okay. So uh, Ben <laughs> Affleck is the head, is a, oh, he's a, He's a hot-headed mm-hmm. former uh, semi-pro hockey player who has turned to being an incredibly sophisticated uh, robber of banks and armored cars and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> he has a town called the Not a gang called the Not Messing Around Gang mm-hmm. in Charlestown, which is uh, a part of Boston where crime is acceptable. That's what the town is. <laughs> Crime is a way of life in Charlestown. They no one snitches, and uh, if a guy is trying to trying to get you, your friend murders him. That's uh, so uh, the 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 group. Uh, ben Affleck's character is Doug. Uh, Jeremy Renner's his hot headed friend who once murdered someone who was going to murder Ben Affleck. So they're very loyal. Uh, And then there's a Boston rapper named Slain who's in the crew. And then there's a guy named Dez. And one of them works at an alarm company. I forget which one. I think it's Dez. Uh, John Hamm is an FBI agent who wants to stop that gang. Mm -hmm. uh, And they uh, impulsively take uh, Rebecca Hall hostage during... uh, a bank robbery and then uh, Ben Affleck falls in love with her. Mm-hmm. And then the other aspect it's like is reverse Stockholm syndrome, reverse Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then he has an ex played by Blake lively doing a really good, authentic Boston accent, the whole movie. Um, and she's a drug addict and uh, they have a kid together. Yeah. And then Blake um, Lively, you could tell, saw Gone Baby Gone, Ben Affleck's mm-hmm. first movie, saw Amy Ryan give, like, a really realistic trash 
drug addict uh, performance get nominated for an Academy Award and thought, uh-huh. I'm going to do the exact opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's also uh, the late Pete Postlewaite mm-hmm. is a uh, Charles Kobayashi. Mr. Kobayashi. His real name. Mr. Kobayashi. uh, (laughs) The guy who gives the 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 guy whose sound clip kicks off the Chumbawamba song "Tub Thumping" Mm -hmm. (laughs) from Brassdoff. He's a really bad Charlestown crime lord who runs a flower shop, and he has Mm -hmm. a beefy bodyguard. And then uh, then there's Doug's dad, Chris Cooper, who is in prison. So that is uh, that is your rundown. There's an important cast member you forgot, Sean, and we will start with oh. his character. In fact, oh yeah, but anyway, they they rob banks and then they start getting worse at robbing banks, and eventually they mm-hmm. rob the Red Sox, and it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Spoiler, Sean, uh, I guess you forgot <laughs> Detective Bosch is in this movie. Titus Welber oh, right. playing Detective Dino mm-hmm. Ciampa. Uh-huh. Um, so let's start just, there. <laughs> it's it's the in-universe Bosch spinoff, you know. Like this is kind of like the the um, you know Bosch is the Frasier mm-hmm. of the Cheers that is yeah. the town. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, Bosch. Yeah, Bosch uh-huh. moved. Bosch moved to Los Angeles right after the town, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he became Bosch. He went. He he took the Bosch pill. <laughs> So, Sean, what can you tell Sam and I about Titus Welliver's character, Detective Dino Ciampa, in the town? Well, you know, it's an interesting departure for Welliver because he is the partner in this movie, whereas he's the he's the lead dog in Bosch. Mm -hmm. So uh, but he has he has the uh, he has like the insight to uh, things like. when Jim gets when Jim murders that guy, mm-hmm. he's the one who says he said he just didn't like the guy. I didn't like the kid. <laughs> uh, and then he's like the guy who finds one of their breaks is that he learns that one member of the crew, Des Des Eldon, works at Veracom. Mm. <laughs> um, so he's he's a uh, he's a little more uh, hot headed, but he's he's more of a townie. Whereas John yeah. Hamm is from somewhere else you know uh and the, he he gets lines like hey don't they want you to fight in hockey and and Chamba goes not the guys on your own team <laughs> so he's kind of the brains i feel like john ham's like the dirt bag uh and Which you can I'm tell say he- right off the bat huge miscast uh, <laughs> with Titus yeah, Welliver. Yeah. Well, well, also yeah. with John Hamm. The problem with John Hamm in the town specifically, we'll get there, but uh, not a tough, not t- does not feel tough um, at what? any point. Because <laughs> yeah, he's I, I, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, I'm a little split on this because he. It's almost like he's playing the same character that he plays in Richard Jewell. Like, oh, so yeah. a nasty fed, um, and he's supposed to be kind of repulsive. But I agree that it is there is something like inherently like different, you know, like, like he is. We are talking about like Russell Westbrook on the Lakers versus like Russell Westbrook on the Clippers, you, you know, yeah. like, like functionally the same, but you know, just something is off and it, it does kind of you kind of roll the sauce every way. 
Because, like, you can't really tell if you're supposed to be rooting for John Hamm to catch them or if you're supposed to hate him. Yeah. And also, <laughs> yeah. But also there's just something... And it's weird because I had the office opposite problem with him playing Fletch. Where I was like, mm-hmm. I liked that Fle- the Fletch movie fine with John Hamm. But also I was like, he's wrong for Fletch because Fletch shouldn't look like he'd win a fight. Where in the <laughs> town, he also doesn't feel like he could win a fight against any of these people and that's bad for this like there's like a weird middle ground anyway Mm -hmm. back to titus welliver yeah so i think the key to his character is not just he's the psychic he's like he's the one who's seemingly betraying the neighborhood yeah i would say Mm -hmm. from the town um yeah So, so in terms of who this is on the Boston Celtics is the question. Yes, that is the question. Uh, I have a theory, but I'm going to let the expert go first. So, um, you know, my instinct here um, is to say that um, J- uh, John Hamm is Grant Williams. Um, he's betrayed <laughs> Joe Mazzulla by... Um, uh, being, being good yeah being good uh and you need he regularly needs to be um benched and you moved over for the more charming person who's put in that role who is peyton pritchard mm-hmm. you know, oh, I, would yeah. say, I would say uh you know fast D- Damon pp Wilber. himself yes fast pp i believe is uh is bosh in this one i've always said yeah. bosh can go pp mode yeah and, and this, this is what uh, I, that that is how how I see it, and I think that's what's speaking to, you know, like um I think uh, Missoula's copy of the town talks to him from the DVD case, kind of like the Green Goblin's mask. Oh yeah, yeah, and like tells him about what lineups he's gonna have to put in. So, and I think that's one of the things is like you have to bench Grant Williams. Yeah, Three Grant guys. Williams is definitely like the dirtier cop too. Like he's mm-hmm. he's getting in people's faces when he does. They're like, "Hey, you don't need to you don't need to hit the guy's head. He's already under." We already got him cuffed. Yeah, if he's caught like skinning off the top, it's like Grant, you're the vice president of the police union. I don't care. I'm gonna hit free agency. I'm out of here. I don't care if the CBA is dog shit. I uh, I have this theory too that um, much like Grant Williams's Halloween costume, you know someone has talked to John Hamm about playing Batman in the oh, past. Absolutely. Not now, but. Like ten years ago, do you think that they were like, "Well, Bale's moving on"? Yeah, like if, saw if that five people line. say no, John Hamm could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> His jawline is like simply too strong. The only man, with, like it's like, oh, that that fucks up like the Kevin Conroy one because he's the only man. He, he has a stronger jawline in real life than the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I People feel- just see his face and his dick, and they'd be like, "Yeah, that's Bruce Wayne under there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I actually have a theory though that I don't think I think John Hamm must like uh not there's something wrong with John Hamm physically, like in when he's filmed because like they never have him run. Like mm-hmm. I think he might not be very athletic looking because you know he tried out for every single Marvel role and then did not mm-hmm. get it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they I'm couldn't sure have it. Like, or maybe he just refuses to do steroids, unlike every other. Oh, that that actually yeah. could be the case. Uh, which which 
who, who do you think he would be in your ideal Marvel Cinematic Universe, Joey? Well, I know they had him audition for Captain America like eight times. Oh. Um, I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> he simply couldn't hang with Evans. Uh, it's very funny to think of like John Hamm in every Chris Evans role, like him being like the, the second boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim. Right. <laughs> um. I think uh, this is also a very good point because in the town they have one of the slowest chase scenes ever, and <laughs> it seems like they should be running. Like, right, like, like Jeremy Renner should be running from him, and John Hamm should be running to chase him, but they they just walk. <laughs> Feels like that was a choice to like purposefully like make the role something uh, John Hamm could handle. <laughs> Does that remind you of Grant Williams at all ever on the NBA court? <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say uh, Grant does not flourish in transition. So, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I feel like we've got that pegged correctly. Well, he his, has, arms, he, his arms get in the way of his running. He has <laughs> the weirdest, uh, he has like the best college statistical profile and then like the worst combine numbers you're ever going to see. It's like <laughs> Grant Williams and Ty Jerome are the two like least athletic people who have come out of, uh, yeah. who are like 7'2". Yeah. yeah. Grant's like Grant's just like insanely strong. That's like yeah. the only thing. I remember I was like one of the one of those like training camps. That, uh, the, one of those like places that they like work out all the, the the draft guys like one of the places they hire. He tested like 99th percentile in like strength and then like third percentile and everything else. Like, just like a, just a, a beefy guy, you know, beefy skilled guy. All right, our next town cast member. Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this guy being in this movie at all, so we might have to skip it. But Sean, please explain who Victor Garber as David is. Um, I think he's a cop. Um, I don't really remember musical um, theater legend Victor Garber being in the town. I also don't remember, so let's uh, move on. I'm I'm scrolling down. He's like below like Ed O'Keefe, <laughs> like a lower build than Mark Berglund. In this, it's town. an uncredited cameo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Who is he? In this? Wow, Affleck. Oh, he's the bank manager. <laughs> That's who David, the bank manager, is. So he's listed. He's not even listed in the actual credits. He's just on. Okay. Um, yeah, he's the he's the bank manager uh, in the first heist, mm-hmm. and he, um, I think he hits the alarm okay. button. So Sam, who does Joe Mazzilla as a <laughs> as a uh, as a this bonus question? Who does Joe Mazzilla think the Celtics are robbing? <laughs> Uh, oh, that's a good one. So uh, the Celtics are um, robbing their own weak mindset. Uh, they, they have to. They have to. The the cash they're trying to get away with. That's their courage. Um, being locked away in the the Fenway of cowardice that is their mind palaces. So in order to truly um, rise up and be able to defeat someone, you have to get the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you have. So he to, thinks it's um, Persona Five. 
Right, exactly. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Edway is the mind palace. He thinks, yeah, this Phantom Thieves, you gotta like go in there and, and fix it just like that. Joe, Joe Mazzulli, a huge JRPG guy. Yeah. Um, he, part of the reason the Celtics are so bad right now is because he's been just binging Octopath Traveler 2. Right? So. Um, all right, Sean. Edward O'Keefe as Morton Previtt. Do you know who that is? <laughs> Ed O'Keefe. I really just wanted to read the 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 character named Martin Previtt. Uh, He's uh, I think he's the guy in jail. Yeah, he's in jail. (laughs) Yes. Why is he? Yeah, he's. I don't know. Look, all I can tell you is Ed O'Keefe, of course, uh, is a. Um, Boston legend, because according to his IMDb page, he's only in, well, his top four movies are Mystic River, The Town, Chappaquiddick, and Me, Myself, and Irene. I believe he has an uncredited appearance in the um, Jimmy Fallon remake of Fever Pitch as well. (laughs) Yeah, he, (laughs) he refuses to leave. He's also uncredited in Celtic Pride. Um. Uh, so I don't know if this is his personal account or not, but there is a picture of him, uh, Morton Previtt, on at Town Movie Star. Great. And the bio says, see me in the feature film The Town. Okay. And uh, he has not tweeted since uh, May 30th, 2012, uh, where he was replying to a porn star. Great. <laughs> oh, which one? Uh, let me see. It is BBJ Triple X BB Jones. Oh, Gronk, Gronk's girlfriend, uh, for a little bit. So oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I once again uh the, the Boston ties run amok. Uh he also, for whatever reason, uh retweeted the red band trailer for That's My Boy. He's, he's probably in it, right? Let, let me see. Is he probably. Uh, I actually don't think he is, which is even funnier. Oh, no, he is in it. He's a drive in patron, uncredited drive in patron. Uh, he, oh, <laughs> this is great. He, uh, he tweets at this other person. Uh, I do play a priest in the movie Mystic River, mm-hmm. or you could be a nasty nun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so who's God? Question mark. <laughs> so yeah, this guy is so Boston. He's in Blown Away. He's in Celtic Pride. He's in Fever Pitch. He's in the town. He's in mm. uh Chappaquiddick. <laughs> this is Noah Vonley. Another <laughs> another massive. <laughs> He's not on the like. He's not you know Noah Vonley uncredited in this Celtic season, but it, you know his Massachusetts presence looms large. I love it. Um, but he really writes a lot to BB Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I read you another one of his retweets? This is yes. from at Wes Welker from January seventeenth, twenty twelve. I think the FedEx guy in my neighborhood kind of sucks. Tried to give him a FedEx box that was ready to ship. He wouldn't take it. That's cool. That's <laughs> Great. This is incredible. What? I love this account. This is amazing. Wow. Uh, he's earned himself a follow. 
<laughs> do right. not this is a this is uh there might be some nudity on this account <laughs> uh, all right so noah vonley congratulations noah Vonley. that is the correct answer the morton pritchett of yeah it's morton previtt okay? previtt i'm sorry yeah. jesus you could also um you, you can also honorable mention Blake Griffin here, considering that the rumors abound that he is the uh, baby father of a porn star, <laughs> Lana Rhodes' um, child. Mm. Um, and I got to say, the kid does look like Blake Griffin. So, you know, also, you know, he's Blake is kind of living Ed O'Keefe's dream life. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, all right, let's jump up to some more uh, important roles here. Uh, let's go with Owen Burke as Desmond Des Eldon, Sean. So this is a guy that's just from Charlestown. I don't know if he's been in any movies since. He was not in any movies before. Um, and he works at Veracom. So he he has access to uh, these security systems and the codes. Because these guys are pros, Joey. Right. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't really know it from watching any of their heists <laughs> in this film. Mm-hmm. But they're pros. They're legends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's Dez, and he's he didn't have to learn an accent because that's just how he talks. <laughs> that's just who he is. Um, if I remember, he does not have a Wikipedia page, by the way. <laughs> I, I believe uh, a spoiler, pending spoiler here. I believe his character is flashbanged, and then when he stands up, he gets shot in the head. Um, yes, is <laughs> is how that that character goes out, and you know I feel like that is. Um, pretty uh, you know a pretty iconic um depiction of um anytime <laughs> sam hauser is in the game <laughs> uh, um, uh, i'm gonna go ahead and credit uh, sam hauser with uh desmond eldon you know um essential part of the team very important however um you know, if he's caught uh, flat-footed, um, we immediately die. Uh, so <laughs> we'll credit him there. Trying to remember how uh, Glonzy ends up dying. George Carroll. Well, uh, uh, he's no, driving. We're not, he's. Oh. We're not there yet. I can tell you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Uh, let's go to Chris Cooper's character, Stephen McRae. Okay. Mm. Dougie's Dougie's dad. Yeah. Who's been sent to prison. Yeah. This is Marcus Smart. I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut to the chase. This is the, <laughs> the, the wizened elder who knows uh-huh. better um and is trying to tell the young hotshots g- good advice, um, but he is ignored. Um and uh, you know, it, it, much to the chagrin of everyone who wants to see the town succeed. So I would say, without a doubt, this is Marcus Smart. He will also never, he will never escape the Celtics, just like Stephen McRae has six life sentences. Yes, exactly, Um, exactly. This is the point I would like to mention, that the town is based on a book by Chuck Hogan, who, uh, most importantly, is an author, but he wrote... Uh, He co-wrote three books with Guillermo del Toro called The Strain that became a terrible television series about vampires. But more importantly, he wrote the screenplay to the Michael Bay movie 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Wow. (laughs) That's perfect. 
Uh, did not write the screenplay to the town, though. Just the book. Um, the original title of said book, we should say. That makes so that makes so much doesn't it seem like John Krasinski should be in this movie somewhere? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it should just seem, yeah. In fact, he should play the John Hamm part. Oh yeah, he'd be a great fed. He loves being a fed. That's like John Krasinski's like favorite thing is like just being yeah. a fed. Yeah. They would have just been like, well, he's got to have been in the Navy first. Yeah. Uh, he's like, okay, that's his backstory. It's not gonna be in the movie, but just, Krasinski's gonna of, know in his head. I'm, I'm thinking of Krasinski just like being on the town. Like, yeah, it was like great to like you know, work with Ben. I'm a lot of things about this rule. I also learned that a nuclear Venezuela is the most dangerous threat to the West <laughs> at this time. And I was like, what? What are you talking about, man? I just think of him like in that one that John Hamm like cocks that shotgun and then walks into that, uh, walks in. Like Krasinski doing that, but then like looking at the camera like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, say, for some good news, we killed the robbers at Fenway. Um, <laughs> this could have been an SNL digital short where you get Rain Wilson to play the uh, um, the the uh, gem, the Jeremy Renner character, <laughs> and have uh, have him be viciously gunned down by by Jim. <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to our uh, roles. I love Mark. I love the idea of Chris Cooper playing Marcus Smart and vice versa. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Let's talk about Fergus Fergie Colm, Pete Postlewaite's role. Yes. He's a bad guy, Joey. <laughs> uh-huh. That uh huh. That's, he's I mean, a rival he's a gangster. He, um, what's that? Well, he's not really a rival gangster. He's like their, yeah, he's yeah, their yeah, boss, their boss, basically. <laughs> uh, he's done a lot of bad things. He basically, near the end of the movie, he claims that he uh, got, uh, made his mom OD, like OD his mom. Uh, cool guy, cool guy. <laughs> yeah, um, he's bad, and he menace. He's always menacingly uh, gardening, mm-hmm. which yeah. is you know. Uh, pretty good. Which is yeah, a right? good menacing yeah. move, right? Yeah, this this is Al Horford. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of he was out. He was you know like kind of away from everything. He kind of had to like circle back. Back. Um, in terms of um, you know making someone OD. Um, he's making the Celtics fan base OD on his sister's tweets. So like, there's a lot of um options here. I just think this is. Al Horford, um, the, like to a T, um, you know, also older than everybody else, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, so I, I think, I think that's the easy one. Yeah, that's a, I probably would have said the same thing. All right, now <laughs> it's time to talk about Glonesy, our man, oh, sl- the ra- Glonesy McGlone, the play, mm-hmm. pro, uh, played by the rapper Slane. Mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really aware of this, but uh, yeah, Glonesy, uh, let's see, Glonesy, he's kind of dumb. He um, he goes out, he he lets Affleck and uh, Renner escape by creating a diversion, by driving the ambulance out of uh, where they're pinned up in Fenway. Mm-hmm. He gets killed. Uh, he also uh, memorably uh, mispronounces words like authenticious. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slane, of so, course, was also in the better of the two Boston uh, Ben Affleck movies, if you ask me. Gone, baby, gone. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh. So this is this is Derek White um, yeah. sacrificing <laughs> his body, um, much maligned. Uh, probably doesn't need to um, suffer an event in which he will probably die. But that is uh, that's that that's kind of Derek White, um, you know, putting his body on the line for for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he learned and, from the best CIA mm-hmm. asset, uh, Greg Popovich. That you sometimes you've got to. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, make some sacrifices to uh, uh, overthrow <laughs> yeah. some governments. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. Every anytime uh, you're breaking a general strike or removing a communist party from power, you're gonna break a few eggs or have a few thousand dead. Like that just happens. <laughs> and sometimes you've got to stand in the lane and uh, get run over by uh, a guy seventeen times your size. I uh, also I, I I still am like recovering from the fact that Derek just suddenly started shooting bad earlier this year because Der- uh, JJ Reddick explained to him the concept of imposter syndrome on his podcast. Excuse like, me. So the, the, so the, the, like early in the year, like Derek White was like just lights out from three. He was like forty seven percent from three through like the first like twenty games of the year, and then he went on old man in the three. And JJ Reddick was like, "Oh, did you know about like imposter syndrome? Do you ever worry about imposter syndrome?" Derek's like, "What, what is that? What is imposter syndrome?" And D- D- JJ then proceeds to describe imposter syndrome to him, and he's like, very clearly, like he had never heard of it before, and he's like wrapping his head around that concept. He shot like twenty percent from three. I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I'm concerned that uh, JJ may have called him up and sort of explained what. Um, you know, generalized anxiety disorder was between the Atlanta series and uh, and the Philly series this year. So, JJ, please, please stop talking to Derek. Like he's got to focus. <laughs> but JJ Reddick, I think, explaining a uh, a I guess well, what what would you describe mental uh, imposter syndrome as? Like a mental health thing. I. I feel like that's also like being fucked up by like taking a BuzzFeed quiz in like 2013. Like, yeah. oh, I am yeah. introverted. Yeah, um. it's like it, it is. It is oppositional to girl bossing. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's gatekeeping adjacent. Um, you know, you've got to You've if you are trying to girl boss at a high level, imposter syndrome is like the number one thing you've got to look out yeah. for. So. Um, this well, is um, it, it devastating for for Derek, but yeah, I would I would say definitely. Also, Derek strikes me as a slain type. You know? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I could see him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some slain on his eye on his uh, iPhone. I can tell you <laughs> in the iTunes. Derek is listening to slain. Um. All right. Where where are we going next? Here next we've got. Um. We're getting into the big ones, guys. Oh. Uh, Blake Lively's character, Krista Krista Coughlin. So she's Jeremy Renner's sister. Mm -hmm. She's Jem's sister. Uh, And she likes likes to do cocaine. Uh, She -hmm. drinks. And uh, they have a kid named Shine, uh, (laughs) who who is possibly... Ben Affleck's child. He claims she is not. Uh, and she and Ben Affleck are uh, 
FWBs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so uh, that kind of complicates his relationship because it is with uh, Boston. Friends with um, Boston. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, they're fuck buddies. Uh, this is uh, um, yeah. So I I, I I want you to stay with me on this one. Okay. Um, this is uh, this is Ime Udoka. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Someone okay. who's someone whose presence looms large mm-hmm. in the life of you know Ben Affleck, you, you know um, D- Dougie McRae, who spoiler alert is Jason Tatum. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like like he's he's you know there's been success when paired up with uh Ime Odoka, but now, now things have changed you know and, mm-hmm. and everybody's got to kind of you know move forward now um with this new strange dynamic but it is still kind of impacting the way that the group functions mm-hmm. you know um it, because you know that she she is still around you know you know Ime is still in the league you're still going to see him around um and you know there's always going to be comparisons so mm-hmm. I like it. No, I we didn't. I, I didn't have to stay with you at all. I was there with no. you the second you I mentioned can, it. So. I can see how uh, ultimately was leading to the downfall by uh, by right. betraying somebody. Ben, Blake Lively, you know, betrayed her brother and Ben Affleck. Imi Adoka, mm-hmm. he betrayed actress Nia Long. Mm-hmm. Yes, and exactly. also human decency. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, why they were fourth in the lottery in the last four rounds. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, bad idea. Send it to the lottery. Uh, asking for it. James Karma. Coughlin, Jeremy Renner's character, the uh, a man who was nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. Ben Affleck said that uh, he he saved him and that his performance was so good that if things weren't working, he could just cut to a scene of Renner looking at a napkin or something, mm-hmm. and then it would work. Uh, he's a bit of a wild card. He's very loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a tattoo that uh, gives him away as a <laughs> robber because he has a, a fighting Irish tattoo on his neck. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben Affleck famously in uh, the Ringers rewatchables of the town, <laughs> Bill Simmons uh, mentions that on like his 12th viewing of the town, he noticed that uh, Ben Affleck covers up Jeremy Renner's tattoo when he first meets uh, Claire. And uh, it's not a subtle. I noticed that the first time I watched the. It's not supposed to be like an Easter egg. I think it's, I think it's, it's own shot. Yes, like I think the camera angle changes to show you specifically that he's changing his hand like that. Yeah, it's it's, Uh, it's Ben. God, Bill rules so much. Like I I love him. Like he's the best. Yeah, why he's the podfather, smoothest Uh, guy in the world. I love it. Yeah, God, dog brained man. I love him. I love him so much. And then uh, let's see. I I so I. I, you this know, is a hard I, one. I, don't right? think this, I was gonna say I don't think we have to overthink this one. You know, I think I think it's Jalen Brown. Yeah. You know, who can mm-hmm. he can be a little wild. Um, everyone's a little you know worried about his future mm-hmm. and you know how in is he really? You know, and kind of you know the complicated relationship with Dougie. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you know, he is ride or die, but also maybe he more wants to die. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Dying being um, leaving Boston. You know, because you know, the only way to exit Boston in the town is to die. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't. There's no other way you would leave. Um, only, only over the river sticks can you traverse away from Boston. So, I, I feel like Jalen Brown is, you know, uh, it, uh, exactly. You know, a tour de force. Um, you know, dominant um, is. Without his personality, you know, the crew would not be what it is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but also can be like a little bit destructive. And, you know, kind of, you know, maybe at the end, in order for Dougie to have his way, he might have to pay the price, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, all right. Next, uh, we're running out of casts. Uh, yeah, I would, say that, I would say that also Jalen Brown's uh, loyalty, mm-hmm. much like. It, it, unfortunately, it is to Kyrie Irving primarily, and not his teammates. So, right, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're running out of cast members here. There's only <laughs> two more. Um, and okay. So who is Tim Robbins' character, Dave Boyle? Um, Dave Boyle. That's from oh, Mystic I River. It was a Dave joke Boyle. about Mystic. That's a guy in Mystic River. Mystic right. River. Oh, okay. All right. I I'm mean that's Bla- that is Blake Griffin though, yeah. by the way. Okay, okay, absolutely. Who is Mark Wahlberg's character, Dignum? That's from oh. The Departed. All right, that's oh. Melvin Brogdon. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I well that's funny because I was going to I assume we're going to FBI Special Agent Adam Frawley, uh, John Hamm at this point. Uh, yeah, which we uh, did. You said you. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Grant I said Williams, it was Grant. right? Yeah, that is Grant Williams. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Could also be Malcolm Brogdon, who also yeah. uh, he uh, has Fed vibes. Yeah, yeah. generally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but no, it's actually Rebecca Hall's character, Claire Kesey. This is so easy. This is this is the easiest one mm-hmm. um, today. This is obviously Robert Williams. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, just two people who I think are, you know, just have identical energy are Rebecca Hall and, uh, you know, Robert Williams. The Time Lord, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, no, I, and I mean that as a, a, a tremendous compliment to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, who doesn't uh, love Rebecca Hall, actually? And, and who doesn't love Robert Williams? Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's you guys insane. have seen that. Have you guys seen the uh, the Jumbotron like segment? You know how they, they have those things and they're asking um, members of the Celtics what their favorite holiday movie is. And, you know, everyone is kind of, you know, listing all of these, you know, different Christmas movies, um, you know, things that take place at Christmas. You know, somebody says Die Hard to be a little cheeky. And then Robert Williams says, oh, yeah, my favorite hol- uh, holiday movie is uh, got to be like any Michael Myers movie. Which <laughs> So it, he, meaning Halloween, which is a holiday. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. so uh, tr- thinking outside the box yet again, mm-hmm. Robert Williams. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite clips. I, I like. I, I'm laughing just thinking about it. I love Rob so much. Um, but you know, this is um the the things changed um when uh you know both Claire and Robert um showed up um mm-hmm. you know not always involved um whether it's due to injury or being a civilian um mm-hmm. you know so um but when they are around and they are a huge part of it. It has a tremendous positive effect on both Jason Tatum and Dougie McRae, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that Robert Williams is clearly uh, Claire. Um, do you, do you kind of think Jalen Brown wants to kill Robert Williams? Yeah, um, it's the way he throws lobs to him. <laughs> yes. 
there's no other way to like process that. Why does that he that... think he's Jewish? Uh, anyway, <laughs> because <laughs> Jalen Brown is an anti-Semite. Yeah. All right, um, <laughs> let's move on to finally. You said it, which I actually think is an interesting take. Mm-hmm. But you think Jason Tatum is in Joe Mazzola's brain is Dougie. Mm-hmm. I have a different take. Doesn't oh, Joe yeah. Mazzola I, I, think he's Dougie? Yeah, so, so it's both. It's both because, so you've got to understand this. Um, he's astral projecting on the Celtics, mm-hmm. which is why he does not um, coach. He yeah, he doesn't call timeouts because he's in a different place, yeah. Right, because he's he's on the team in his mind. Like, he, he is mm-hmm. in his mind palace being Jason Tatum and, and kind of he's, he's <laughs> yeah. seeing a Jason Tatum experience in his mind. Well, um, he's the only he, coach to miss games this year because he got hurt playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like he he like regularly fights his assistant coaches um, during <laughs> um, scrims. That's all. That's like yeah. not a joke. That actually happens. <laughs> so, like, he is, um, you know, like this is this is a man who is. I will say this about Joe Mazzulla. I I think he cares tremendously. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, too much, some might say. I, um, would, which I actually think that's his problem, is caring too much. Yes. Yeah, well, and he has Dougie's a problem. But he also has a past with uh, uh-huh. Ime Adoka slash Blake Lively. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and he's got to kind of overcome that. Um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, to the point of, um, Robert being Claire, you know, this is the, the double bigs lineup. He famously has like stayed away from the double bigs lineup his whole, um, you know, uh, he kind of had to learn because of how close he was to Krista Coughlin, AKA Ime mm-hmm. you know, he, he kind of, and, and the, the success they found under him in the double bigs lineup for that reason, he steered away mm-hmm. from, um, you know, love and or playing Robert Williams as a roamer um, on the weak side. So, huh? I, I, ideal, ideal. Okay, you know, and then so. finally, who mm-hmm. does Joe Mazzola think is Fenway Park? Oh. So, this is a good one. Um, <laughs> so, Fenway Park in the town is a place it's it's um in the hero's journey it's the father right it's the the place where you go for a great reward but it exacts a price on you Mm -hmm. um so i think in joe Missoula's mind um what that place is is linkedin um you know (laughs) the, 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 the 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 place where if you are a success win grind set mindset guy um both the most terrifying and enriching place in the world. You can make connections. Um, you can rise up. Um, people can recognize how much of a grinder you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but also one wrong move. Um, if someone endorses you for um, being a bitch um, and you don't notice, maybe people will look at your thing and be like, oh, wow, he's uh, he's a bitch. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want that at my company. Um so yeah, I have to say that uh, you know I, I think Joe Mazzulla, I think it, it is a psychic mindset. Fenway Park is um, you know success um, and being seen as weak, um, which is why I think I, I honestly I do think that Joe is hyper aware of how he is seen, and that is part of the the, the timeout bullshit. It's mm-hmm. just like 
he can't be seen as like a flip-flopper, I don't think. Like, yeah. I, I think he has in his mind that he wants to commit to – he wants to th- see through, uh, like ride or die on whatever hill um, – he's decided his best for the team, like namely the offense instead of defense, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shooting a lot of threes, small lineups, uh, no timeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when backed into a corner here, uh, when people start, uh, heads start exploding or you start getting shot up through the ambulance, you know, he does kind of have to go back to the double dip big and the old defensive identity, which I is mean, hopefully uh, for you, a Robert. Celtics fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're you, hoping. You know the you you know the real reason Jason Tatum is Dougie though, right? Because the whole time the whole time when it's when it's crunch time, he really doesn't want to shoot. He really (laughs) he just wants to keep everyone. Yeah. 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 He's uh he's traveling when he should be shooting. (laughs) I gotta travel out of this town. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh okay, so what do you think about the sweatshirt that Joe Mazzula ran wore? The whose car are we taking? So that's that's from the legendary scene when Ben Affleck says. I want you to, we're going to come hurt some people. I don't want you to ask any questions. And Jeremy Renner says, whose car are we taking? Yes. So that's, I think that, uh, that, that's just perfectly indicative of Joe Missoula mindset, right? That, that is Missoula mindset to a mm-hmm. T is, I think that Joe respects that because he loves the idea of, uh, 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 loyalty that has no, um, limits you know has mm-hmm. no qualifications there is no um like limit to how um li- li- like just unrequited unconditional loyalty you mm-hmm. know and, and that is what the town is really about you know and i think that's what the, it's about the, i would say toxic loyalty in fact yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I, well and i think that joe Missoula might not understand that <laughs> yeah. which says a lot about <laughs> him you know yeah. that which is sometimes <laughs> You do need to uh, kind of cut your losses if something <laughs> is bad for you uh, and change up. And, uh, yeah, it's, but I think Joe sees an honor in continuing yeah. and seeing something through, even if when and, it's destructive. And he, that, even watching the town is like yeah. that, too. He's like, this probably isn't good. I should be watching some game yeah. film. But I'm devoting eight hours and 16 minutes every week, yes. a full work day. It's just watching the town. Like I, uh, I bet this actually bothers Ben Affleck that that (laughs) the hit the coach of his favorite basketball team does not understand that uh, the town is about bad behavior. (laughs) You think Ben Affleck's like, like, do you want to watch Argo? That's like a group of people working together, coming up with a good coherent plan (laughs) against opposition. He wrote Goodwill Hunting, which is about which is about non-toxic loyalty, where his character is literally like the best thing for you to do is to never see me again. I will say, I will say there is a problem for using all of these movies for Boston playoff success because it's like, what happens in the town? Well, they they go to this uh this Boston team's home and they just get slaughtered and like that's yeah. why the celtics can't win in the garden goodwill hunting is about not showing up at the carlton fisk game you know it's yeah. 
So yeah, it's not ideal, you know. Well, I I would go one step further, you know. Um, What is uh, what is kind of become the personification of American fascism? Um, That's right, the police. who kill everyone. What Mm -hmm. is who are the basketball fascists? That's right, the Miami Heat. So you know, like you've seen what's going to come through. You know, you know this is. They are sort of, you know, the the, the militaristic Spartan, uh, you know, franchise. Um, so and that's how uh, I, Boston police officers see themselves <laughs> in their mind palaces as, uh, as uh, the sheepdogs. Yeah, and it can't be a Wahlberg uh, Boston police uh, copaganda. You, it can't be Patriots Day because, of course, Wahlberg, Jimmy Butler's best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh <laughs> boy, that is rough. That, that's who Digby is. Yeah. That, that's who it actually is. It's Jimmy Butler. He's the guy who does his fucking job. I feel like I feel like Missoula's fucked this up though, because I feel like he would be so much more comfortable as a Wahlberg guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy, yeah. Because like Wahlberg stays prayed up. Like you yeah. guys must have yeah. seen the video of him, <laughs> him kissing, kissing the cross, cross yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We know we both did that before this podcast, actually. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm straight up. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you're not prayed up, I mean, well, and then I put a backwards hat on. Stay prayed <laughs> well, up. You know, it's something we don't we haven't learned yet, but actually, Brad Stevens watches Father Stu four times a week. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what what Brad uh, what Brad Stevens watching Brad Stevens watching 13 uninterrupted hours of uh, C-SPAN yeah uh, 84 just like every week I, I learn a lot about you know how to get things done in the huddle huh? yeah uh, that uh, Katie Porter, she's a real firecracker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brad Stevens talks with Obama inflection, yeah, by the way. Yeah, because he like looks Pete like Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, that guy's uh, Twitter account also uh, posts horny things to Kate Cur- Katie Couric at least once. <laughs> um, I do want to say, I actually don't believe that Joe Mazzola watches this movie four times a week. No, and no. what he was trying to do is get noted Celtics influencer Bill Simmons back on his side. It was the uh-huh. only thing he could think of to do. Because Simmons yeah. had been talking about how much he wanted Emea Doka back. And then he drops this town thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's so sad, you know, because, like, I as a Celtics fan, I really do want to like Joe Missoula. Like, I think he's fucking awesome, like, yeah. as a character. He's so fucking funny. Yeah, that like, story about like, him doing a front a front flip in front of Marcus yeah. Smart was yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 he's, he's, like, literally just insane, which is fucking awesome. I yeah. love that he... He has an incredible, he despises the media incredibly, which I always, a super big green flag for me for coaches. Like if you're, if you're very mean to the media, um, I just, you know, I, I just wish he was like actually good at, you know, coaching the basketball team, which is a, a tragedy that he can't do that. I'm holding out hope, you know, maybe he'll turn it around in this series. I, I will not be holding my breath. Um, well, uh, I think that's our time with Sam. Actually, Sam, there's one thing I want to ask you. The heat's on us right now. We got we only got time for one last job. Uh, one last question. So we've been projecting uh, projections onto Joe Mazzola this entire episode. Yes. And you are a noted persona fan of the JRPG I, video games. I want to ask, who is your personal basketball Goro Akechi? 
Uh, Goro, the Goro Akechi. I, I feel like that's gotta be Kyrie. Yeah. Right. Because like, I've like, I, I, I like, cause I actually, I actually did kind of enjoy, like, like I didn't enjoy the team success, but I very much did enjoy watching Kyrie Irving play basketball for mm-hmm. my team, you know? And like, I like, you know, you, you like having access to like, uh, Mudo and Hama, Mm-hmm. Um, in your squad, like when you have a catchy on the team, yeah. and and you know it's and very he, similar to that. And he does a lot of research and is evil. Uh. <laughs> I was just gonna say he does. He he also does like twist face. You know, yeah. like he'll, one day he'll be talking about delicious pancakes and how he wants and announcing to the garden he wants to come back to Boston. Then he'll uh, do twist face and uh, all of a sudden be saying that six million sounds really high to him. You know, like he's just saying stuff like that. <laughs> Being a villain. <laughs> well, I love it. Follow Sam on Twitter at NBA Baby Secret and um, listen to the You Know Ball podcast. Anything else you want to plug, Sam? Please. Uh, I think that's uh, How great. How many miles you also... run this week? You want to tell? Us? I have not. I have not. I am uh, unfortunately, I've had uh, COVID for a little bit here. Oh no! I'm, I'm coming out the other side here, so I'm 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 back. But uh, so yeah, I mean, if you want to, you can check out uh, No Cartridge with uh, Trevor Strunk. I've been guesting on that to go over. We've been working our way through the Danganronpa games. Love so you No like, Cartridge. Uh, love the No Cartridge guys. Uh, yeah. Love Sam. That's great. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks, well, thanks for fellas. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. All right. Thank you, Sam. Listen to the, you know, ball oh, podcast. Uh, follow Sam on Twitter. Um, yeah. Play, play persona, f- uh, personas three, four and five. <laughs> he loves those. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and Sean, that's our episode. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'll be middling for the great Chris Voth at the San Francisco. You Punch love Line. opening for Chris Voth. I do. I love Chris yeah. Voth. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love him as a person. Congratulations. Another great uh, uh, resident of Denver. Yeah. Uh, come see him on Tuesday, June 6th at 8 p.m. at yeah. the San Francisco Punch Um, and where well, are you I'm writing? I'm going to New Orleans the next week if you're around. Um, in New Orleans. Um, a uh, golden state of mind where I will have a devastating piece on LeBron James and I will be previewing uh, the match with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Uh, I have a piece about uh, Dan Heron and Madison Bumgarner on Giants Baseball Insider mm-hmm. that I liked. And then some weird pieces about old Giants prospects who have been called up to the majors by other teams. And on Yardbarker, I will have... Uh, some stuff about Draymond and Grant Williams. And I have updated the legal saga of Shaquille O'Neal and his, he still has not mm-hmm. officially, a judge has not agreed that he has been served because someone, it turns out, just threw the legal papers at his SUV <laughs> and Shaq's lawyers hilariously said, Shaq isn't ducking these subpoenas. He has no responsibility to be at home when these people have taken forever to file and he didn't dodge the process servers he just drove away when he saw strangers throwing papers at him <laughs> so good he's free yeah i love they're it you're gonna have to drop him from the suit they're not gonna get him <laughs> that's the best they could do was throwing papers at his SCP. <laughs> david moskovitz of the moskovitz law firm you have 
bitten off more than you can chew with this man. <laughs> um, and then as for me, listen to me on the Fraughtcast. Yeah. Um, I think that's on their Patreon now. Um, but yeah, it was very funny and fun. Uh, talked just about a, some Top Chef grip. stuff. Talked about the movie Air with the boys, Matt and Vince. Um, and then Sean. Oh, also, I almost forgot. Oh, my God. The thing I do every episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on two days ago, I tweeted. You know what? Three days. Ago, I'm going to do this one. Three days ago, I tweeted, dear at K lover radio. Thank you for lifting my spirits when times are tough. Always know when I put the radio on, it'll knock me out of my funk. I appreciate you. Um, is that? Do you think that's a terrestrial station? Or is that like a serious? I am looking it up right now. Kayla <laughs> Radio. By the way, while you look that up, um, uh-huh. Corbin and I are going to be talking about the movie Air because uh, I read uh, Phil Knight's memoir recently, mm-hmm. which. Uh, coincidentally stops before Michael Jordan enters his life. <laughs> Weird. Um, okay, K-Love Radio, I think, have the credit for Nike, buddy. is a Christian rock uh, online s- streaming radio station. Do you think they would play Astra Lasso, the band Frankie Muniz oh, was managing? Uh, great question. I don't know Depends if Astro Lasso was... Um, uh, enough, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's okay. So it you can get it all over Arizona, K Love Radio. Um, so it is a terrestrial radio station. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, did you write a song? I finally did, Joey. Oh, great! It's uh, it's the song I wrote with uh, Lakers breakout star Austin Reeves. Great. It's a it's a power punk song, I would mm-hmm. say. And it's called I Bank Threes, Not Tragedies. Great. After your your tweet, your viral After tweet. My viral tweet. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> That's what I'm doing these days, baby. Cloud <laughs> chasing. Uh, all right. Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's all change our names to Max. <laughs> Well, imagine as I'm running off screens on the perimeter and I can't help but to see. No, I can't help see the ideas down grabbing his knee. What a great yoga rebound. What a great yoga rebound since my green to JVG. But what a shame. What a shame that the brow just hit the floor. I chimed in with a habit you make yourself a photo. Crashing the goddamn board snow. It's much better to play and that's a part of block at KCP. I chime in. Haven't you Lakers ever heard of? Crashing the goddamn board snow. It's much better than fake retirement. Instead of, well, well, in fact, look at Alex Caruso. I mean, the Lakers always need a white guy. Well, now I'm calling bank on calling bank and letting threes fly. Oh, well, in fact, at least I'm gonna get paid, you know my next contract is gonna be sweet. Well, now I can't get hurt, so send the shots, sweet, send the shots, sweet.
watching the goddamn floors know It's much better to flop and count on A free throw just better be unchimed in Having you like this other hood of Crashing the goddamn floors know It's much better to play a washed up guy Who last month was on KCP, I shun it. How do you Lakers ever heard of? Crashing the goddamn boards now. It's much better to flop than count on. A free throw Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.